Hello and welcome to the Daddy Saturday podcast. I'm your host, Justin Batt. I'm also the founder and chief dad officer of Daddy Saturday and the Daddy Saturday Foundation, where it is our goal to use every media channel at our disposal to impact 10 million fathers over the next 10 years and to end fatherlessness and helping you dads raise good kids that become great adults by being intentional and engaged with your kids. This podcast, we have superstar guests on who are crushing it not only in business and in life but also as fathers and they provide great tips and tricks and even dad hacks to help you in your daily and weekend walk with your kids the guest today is is certainly going to do that he's a rock star Uh, he and his wife have five kids and they're just doing so much in the area of parenting and also in the business world and we'll, we'll pull all that together today before i get into our guest though want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you're listening every single week. We have amazing guests and an incredible lineup coming up ahead. So stay tuned for that. And also subscribe to the rest of the Daddy Saturday resources, daddysaturday.com, where you can find out about all things Daddy Saturday. And then our Alexa skill as well, where you can get activities, tips, and even items in your Amazon shopping cart shipped to your prime next day to be engaged with your kids. So without further ado, it is my honor to introduce Landon Eccles. Landon is co-founder and CEO of Clean Juice. This is a franchise that if you've got one in your area, you've got to go try. They're helping America be more healthy and doing it in a really unique way. He's also won some recent awards for franchising and has been on stage with some superstars Most importantly, Landon is a father of five and married to his wife, Kat. And Landon, we're so excited to have you on the show today and excited to have a great conversation about fatherhood and all the good things y'all are doing. Thank you so much. I'm super pumped to be on your show, Justin. I love what you guys are doing. And uh, I'm actually at my house and my kids are kind of going nuts, which is pretty par for the course around here with five kids running around. So if you hear some background noise, I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) It is okay. You know, that's the benefit of this podcast. If we don't have dads that are in their normal element and environment, then uh, it wouldn't be organic and wouldn't be what it is. So not a problem at all. Glad to have you on, Landon. Well, so look, let's talk for a minute about Clean Juice because you guys have just literally lit the franchise world on fire with this incredible concept. And you're also making an impact in some really key areas of our society. And in Daddy Saturday, we talk a lot about the fact that the childhood obesity epidemic is, is out of control. And, you know, there's a, this issue with getting access to healthy and nutritious foods. And you, you at Clean Juice are clearly doing that and bringing this concept to the masses. So give us a, some insight into Clean Juice and what you're, where you're up to and what you're at. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my wife and I founded Clean Juice uh, back in June of 2015. That's when we opened our first store in Burkdale Village uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. And um, just four years later, we have 75 open locations across the country in 23 different states. And we've got another 75 units in development, and uh, which is incredible. But, um, you know, our, our company was really founded on the principles of eating clean, not just saying we're eating clean, but actually doing it uh, by serving a USDA certified organic product by eliminating any excess sugar from the drinks. So, you know, from day one, we never added white sugar or anything like that. Um, You know, fruits naturally have, uh, have some sugar in there, which is healthy and good for you. Uh, It's when you start adding things that, um, you know, where it can 
not be as healthy. So we just wanted to serve a good product that was healthy. And, um, you know, it's really caught on. Uh, we're the first to, to bring a USDA certified organic food concept to franchising. Um, so that's definitely a big, uh, a big plus for us. And, 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 um, you know, a reason for our growth. And then we make all of our food at every single location. So it's not like it's made in a kitchen somewhere and then shipped to each store. Uh, we wanted to bring a super fresh product to, uh, to our guests. And um, we definitely consider ourselves a, a family, uh, especially child and kid-friendly environment. Uh, we do have a kid's menu. We believe that children can eat clean and organically as well. And um, we've really, you know, honed in on that over the past 18 months or so. So Landon, you know, this is, as we talked about, a big, a big epidemic in our society, clearly, and just having access and even insight into how to eat healthy and what that looks like. So someone can come into Clean Juice and get access to that. And you've done a great job of providing that environment. Maybe tell me a little bit about how you would advise our, our fathers and our listeners to put some of those practices that you found at Clean Juice at practice in their own homes and in their daily rhythm or daily routine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um, I think sometimes um, we think we're eating healthy when we're not. So just remembering to read the labels, um, seeing what's uh, you know the first ingredient on the um, on the packages is always really important. You know, sometimes you think you're eating something healthy, but the first ingredient is you know it's uh, sugar or it's wheat or something like that. Um, so you know. At, I think uh, companies have gotten really good at marketing. So um, just making sure you really know what you're putting in your body. And then just, you know, our, our thing is that we don't buy bad stuff for the home, right? So like if, um, you know, if we want to have ice cream or something like that, we want to have a treat, you know, every now and then we'll go and get it. So we'll take the kids out, you know, to go get some ice cream. Um, we find that, you know, if we bring that stuff into the house, uh, then it becomes more of a routine and that's not what we want. So we, we believe definitely in balance. We believe that, um, you know, we don't, we don't eat perfectly. We don't believe in perfection. Uh, we believe that eating good most of the time is what you should do. And then, you know, if you want to have a pizza with your family on a Friday night or some ice cream, well, you've, you've earned that kind of through eating clean and, and taking care of your body through the week. So we just feel like as long as you're not keeping that stuff in the house and you are having that healthy balance of, you know, 90% eating good and then 10%, you know, having a treat that's earned, uh, we feel like that's a good rhythm to get into. Yeah, and what a great principle for life as well. You're you're teaching your kids so many character lessons there. I hear things like delayed gratification, right? So if you eat well during the week, then maybe on Friday night you get that reward of the pizza. And I also love the fact that you're talking about not being completely restrictive and that you allow some margin in there. And and I think as parents, you know, that's reality. I've got four kids of my own and we're right where you are. We try to eat really healthy as a family. I have some food allergies, so I have to eat extremely clean based on that. And my kids are, are trying to follow suit and, and they're not as rigorous as I am, but that can pose some challenges if you're completely restrictive. And I, I think the one thing I'd love to pull out of it that you said that's just brilliant is, look, if it's not in the house, then they can't eat it. So rule number one is just try to exclude some of those things that you know may be a temptation or may draw them away from, from healthy eating. So one of the things, Landon, in, in our house that uh, we always love is in the mornings, my kids have started to do smoothies and, and we try to do some of our own juicing and um, you know, the, the smoothie mustache has become epic in our home. And especially when uh, the kids love blueberries. So they get that bright purple mustache across their face. That may be a, maybe an ad campaign we need to run for clean juice is the, the juice mustache. Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Very cool. So, so Landon, tell me a bit about um, your family. And as a father of five, just uh, maybe introduce your kids and, and give, give me a couple of tips that, that you have found that as a father 
have helped your busy and, and high functioning family uh, achieve you know success in your own eyes? So um, we have five children, as you said. Uh, our daughter McKenna is twelve; she's our first. Um, and then our son Kellen is eleven. They're actually ten months apart. So McKenna was born January thirtieth, and then Kellen was born December fourth of the same year. So that was in two thousand seven. So pretty hard to accomplish that. Uh, definitely not planned, uh, but that's okay. And um, our Christmas card that year was McKenna standing there in a onesie that said "Baby's First Christmas," and her brand new brother laying next to her in a onesie that said "Baby's First Christmas," which was. Uh, pretty funny because most people couldn't figure out how that made sense. <laughs> so those are our oldest two. Um, and then we have uh, Cora, who is five, almost six. And we have Haven, who is four, almost five. And uh, similar story, they are 11 months apart. So um, we found that with the first two, they were so close in age that they just grew up together kind of as best friends. And uh, we almost wanted to replicate that. So once we had the third, we knew we wanted to have the fourth pretty quickly. And um, you know, we found that, uh, with my wife and I, that, uh, we, we get pregnant pretty easily. So we ended up having uh, number four, just, uh, you know, um, pretty soon after, after number three. And then, um, number five came along. That's our son, Ellis. He's two and a half and, uh, he is, uh, we call him the fifth and, and final. So, um, we are no longer having our own children. Um, but what's pretty cool, Justin, is that uh, this summer we signed up for a program called Solus. And what this program does is it helps uh, kids who don't have access to any health care over in Afghanistan. Uh, they help them uh, bring these kids over to the U.S. So um, it's a non-for-profit. They, um, they basically find the health care providers. They get them the travel, uh, the flights and everything. Uh, but then they look for host homes. So about a month and a half ago, um, well, actually a couple months ago, we, we said we wanted to do the program and we went through their, you know, their vetting process we, as a host home. And they called us about six or eight weeks ago and they said, hey, we've got a child for you. Um, are you guys still up for it? We said, absolutely. Uh, they called us um, the night before the child was supposed to come and they said, um, you know, we have the child for you, but we also have two others that we couldn't find host homes for would you take all three? And what was crazy about that is such a God story is that literally 24 hours before that we moved from our, our home in Huntersville to our new home in Cornelius, uh, where we added two extra bedrooms and more square footage the day before they gave us that phone call. So we just felt like it was God just saying, Hey, you know, we, I blessed you with this new thing, with this new house. Um, it's time to bless others, and so we said yes. And now, for the last couple months, we've had uh, we've had eight children living in the home, and um, it's been uh, just an incredible uh, journey for us. Uh, these kids from Afghanistan are beautiful and they're wonderful, and um, you know, it's been obviously it's been incredible for them, but really it's been incredible for us just getting to know these kids and. You know, it's been great for my kids because they don't understand, you know, what it's like to live how they live. You know, these kids come over with no running water and no electricity and no showers. And then they come into our home and then they start to tell some of their stories. And, you know, I think it's it's good for our children to know, you know, that sometimes we can live in a little bit of a cocoon over here in the U.S. And just that, you know, we are super blessed to be in the, in the situations that we are. And that, um, you know, they got to, it, it's good for them to kind of open their eyes and just see 
how the Lord has blessed us and that, you know, we have to be, you know, vehicles for his goodness. So um, for the last uh, couple months, we've been, we've had these kids, they'll be here through the end of July. It's a summer program and um, it's definitely going to be tough to, uh, to send them back. Landon, that's so incredible. And, and just what a testament to you and Kat and just living with an open-handed lifestyle and allowing God to take out and then put back in and what you've given. So that it's just a, such a great story. And I want to unpack that for a minute because it's such a challenge that I have with four kids as well. And in the society that we live in and all the digital technology and access that our kids have, my biggest fear is just enabling my kids and having kids that are growing up and they're just not grateful for what they have. And I think what you're talking about is what a what a phenomenal way to bring some of those lessons in. You mentioned a couple of them, but maybe give some some of the practical things that you feel like your kids may have learned from this process and that whether it's bring, not everybody's going to have a chance to bring in kids from Afghanistan to their homes, but they could provide ways to open their kids' eyes to some perspective in that in that respect. So what are those a couple of things that maybe your kids have learned through this process? Well, I think that um you know, my kids, they definitely take um, certain things in life for granted, like being able to, you know, wake up and, you know, with 99.9% assurance, there aren't bombs dropping around you, right? Like you, they wake up in safety, they wake up in security. And not every kid uh, in the world sleeps like that, you know, so just that, just the understanding that, you know, they don't have to worry about being safe, they don't have to worry about being secure, um, just because of this beautiful country that we live in, um, is, uh, you know, I think that in, in of itself is a huge kind of wake up call to them. Um, and then just like, just little things like the fact that, you know, they get to wake up every morning and they get to take a shower, you know, they get to wake up and flip on a light switch and then they have, they can see their room, you know, the fact that they have their own rooms, just like little things that, um, we just, you know, uh, take for granted, um, that they just, you know, that they didn't really they thought that everyone kind of lived like that. But when it's not until you, you go out and you, you know, you either, of course, have kids from Afghanistan in your home or just, you know, go to, to other communities and serve. And, um, you know, we do some projects here in, in Charlotte and just not even everyone in this city lives, you know, lives up to those standards. So um, I think it's good for them to just know just how, you know, kind of how good they have it and that, um, you know, it takes a lot of hard work to get there and kind of like you, like, I feel like our kids are growing up with, you know, the, the phones and the technology, the instant gratification. And, um, you know, it takes it takes a lot of hard work to get to, you know, to get to where we are, but also it takes a lot of blessing, too. And, um, you know, we've been truly blessed and uh, it's up to us to, to give back. It's incredible, Landon. Thank you so much for sharing that. And, and what a wonderful part of, of your life story and, and your family story. And I can clearly tell that, you know, part of raising good kids that become great adults is giving in that perspective. So when they get into adulthood, they are grateful and appreciative. And it sounds like y'all are just doing that at, a, at an epic level. So congratulations on that. You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today in our few remaining minutes is just that you, you've built this franchise and it's grown so quickly. And I can imagine that you've got a busy family of five and there's just a lot of demands on all side of that. And, and you and Kat are both involved as husband and wife as business owners and as well as as parents and soulmates. And I know with my wife, she has her bridal store and I've been heavily involved in that over the last decade plus. And, you know, there's some challenges being life partners and business partners and also trying to manage that family dynamic. So does anything bubble up for some of our listeners that may be in a similar situation, have a similar scenario, even just two working spouses? Um, what are some of the ways that you and Kat manage that and, and help mitigate your, your family demands? 
It's a good question. And it's, you know, I would say there's no perfect answer. But for us, um, you know, Kat, uh, for the last three or four years has been working 100% in the business, just like me. But over the last couple months, especially with these kids that have come into our home, and just with us moving, um, she's taken a little bit of a step back. So that's actually been kind of nice, because we were able to work together and work really hard and grind together to build this business. But now we've got an incredible team with us that, you know, does, does just does an incredible job and gives her some flexibility and her schedule to be home more with the kids. Um, but I would say that, you know, when we were working together, you know, 40, 50 hours a week in the office, I would say kind of the biggest thing that we had to do was that, you know, we're together all the time. So just making sure that we're really intentional about that time. So when we're in the office, we're in the office. Um, when we come home, like, of course, it's not like you just completely forget about work. But if we find ourselves talking about it too much, you know, we just had, uh, we kind of had a code word with our kids that would just tell us that we were being brutal and that we need to stop talking about work. So we knew that that was, um, you know, that was kind of our word that when, when we were quote being brutal, that we had to stop talking about work and just kind of focus on the family. But, you know, really at the same time, um, from day one, we've always tried to integrate our kids into the business rather than keep it separate. Um, like when I go out on site tours, I'll take, you know, my daughter, my oldest daughter, I'll take my son. Um, you know, we go to Texas, we'll go to California just to, to look at different real estate and things like that. And, you know, I think just kind of that whole family integration, whether it's between my wife and I or my kids, um, everyone's super bought in. And um, we believe that, you know, it's very hard to have a quote balance because, you know, sometimes balance, of course, is needed, but it's not like when I'm at work, I completely forget about my family. And it's not like when I'm home with my family, I completely forget about my work. So we bring our kids to the office. Um, you know, we, we definitely try to try to integrate that. And for my wife and I, you know, we just had to have those moments where um, we were probably working too much and needed to focus a little bit more on the kids and really vice versa. So I think it's just about you know, being honest in the moment about where you're at. And, um, you know, if you feel like one is getting a little bit ahead of the other, just just call it out. So being brutal, I love that. And, you know, what I heard you say, too, in there is that, look, you can never Andy Stanley talks about this a lot, you can't eliminate tension, you can only manage it. And it sounds like that's what you all have found is you're, there's going to be times where it gets out of whack, there's going to be times where you have to over focus on the business, but you can't ever let it get so out of whack that it causes, you know, significant long-term problems. And so managing that tension is important. You know, one thing that um, if I may share something with you and with our listeners that, that Heather and I have found that it's part of that being brutal is, you know, we, um, we as being in the business found that a lot of our conversations started to be about the business, especially when you're starting something new and it's exciting and you're just kind of rolling. So what we did is we started to schedule a weekly business date night, as well as a weekly date night. And those business date nights are where we would push anything business, unless it was urgent or important and needed to be dealt with, you know, immediately into that business date night. And then we would sit down and literally have like a board meeting. And what it did was it cleared everything else out. So now at family dinners, at our, our personal date night, we could talk about our hopes, dreams, goals um, in, in our marriage. And it allowed us to have that space to do that. And it just kind of truncated all the other business stuff into one night. And that was extremely helpful for us. And, and I think that it applies to, even fathers and couples that don't have, you know, a shared business together, there's the business of running a family, right? And you can start talking about that stuff all the time. So I don't know if y'all found something similar that's worked for you or, or how you've helped manage that. 
Yeah, you know, I, I love that concept. Uh, we haven't necessarily done it to uh, kind of that regimen, but um, we definitely try to have because there is so much going on in our household at like all times. Like, you know, with our five kids, it's never just the five kids, right? We've had the three kids and then my oldest always have friends over. So, I mean, I'm serious. Like at any given time, there are between 10 and 15 people sleeping in my home. Right? So like, we always, <laughs> it's kind of like a little hotel, really. Um, but we definitely, you know, need that quiet time where it's just the two of us where, you know, whether it's, you know, 10 o'clock at night, and we're about to go to bed, we just ha- we're just intentional about trying not to be on our phones and just talking to each other about what we're, you know, both trying to work on and whatnot. So, um, you know, we, we try to be really intentional with that, just with everything that we have going on. Um, but I love that idea about having a, you know, a, a kind of a personal date night and then a work date night. That's pretty cool. Well, Landon, I've got uh, two questions for you in our remaining minutes together. The first question is more of a fun question and something we love to explore with all of our guests. The second question I'll ask you just to leave our listeners, our fathers with one thing you'd love to share with them to impact their lives. So the first question is, Landon, if you clean juice builds itself up and and you somehow decided you and Kat wanted to buy a boat, and I'm talking about like a yacht sized boat, what would you name your boat? Wow, great question. Um, I'd probably name it the fabulous five. After the five <laughs> there you go. I love it. Great. Got the kids on the boat. Um, and it, it sounds like you wouldn't just have five people on your boat. You'd probably have like 15 or 20 based on how your house. Oh, is. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a party. Yeah. Wonderful. All right, Landon, last question. So as, as we leave this podcast, um, you've just been great. You've provided so much information and I'd love you to leave our listeners and our fathers out there with maybe one thing that you think would just be really impactful for them to hear and share from your own personal experience as a father of five. Um, absolutely. I appreciate the time. It's, I love what you guys are doing. This is an awesome podcast. I would just say that, you know, a lot of times as dads, we can get, you know, really busy with work or really busy with house chores or just quote really busy, right. With whatever. But I've found that, um, a lot of special moments that I've had with my kids are not when I've actually planned something out. It's more when I'm, you know, trying to clean out the garage or whatever. And my son comes up and asks me, Hey dad, will you do this thing with me? And you know, whether that's play basketball or just, you know, go on a bike ride or whatever, like take that time, right? Like say yes. Um, say yes to that because so many times we could say, no, we're busy. No, we're busy. No, we're busy doing this or that or whatever. Say yes to your kids. And those are the moments that they're going to remember where they came up to you, they asked for something and their dad said yes. And that's just, uh, I, I think that that's a really kind of special moment. And it's so easy to say no in that moment as busy fathers, because we do have so much going on. But saying yes, I think can really make an impact and a difference in your kids' lives. Oh, so good, Landon. So good. Such a great reminder for all fathers out there. And and if you can even say yes immediately, I think that's even a whole nother level, right? Because often we say, yeah, can you wait just a minute or I'll, I'll, can you give me 30 minutes or whatever that may be? And so saying yes immediately, if it's all possible. Love it. Way to leave a, a great tip for our listeners out there. This has been a tremendous podcast. Landon, if folks want to get in contact with you or with Kat, um, how can they best find you and and Clean Juice? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is just cleanjuice.com. Um, we're on Instagram at Clean Juice. Um, if uh, you guys are interested in franchising, it's cleanjuicefranchising.com. And if you want to shoot me a note, it's just landon at cleanjuice.com. So a lot of clean juice in there. 
<laughs> Perfect, Landon. Well, we love our local clean juice here um, outside the Charleston area, and the kid the kids tear it up all the time. We're going to make another uh, clean juice mustache this week. And just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. For everyone listening, uh, this is the Daddy Saturday podcast. I hope that you have a great Daddy Saturday, making an epic one. And remember, be intentional, be engaged, raise good kids that become great adults. Thanks for listening.